Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we are going to unpack Sunday morning sermon from Pastor Mark on Ecclesiastes 2, where we talked about the vanity and the toil and the, what feels like the uselessness of our efforts in work. Uh, we see in Ecclesiastes that Solomon is reflecting on how everything apart from God is vanity. Everything under the sun apart from God's plan is just feeling empty and it's toil and it's nothing. It's vapor, it's mist, it's us striving and giving our best in our energy and receiving just emptiness. And uh, Solomon had it all. So no matter what your role is in work, I'm sure he has some wisdom for you today. Uh, So go ahead and kind of think through what your role is and your current emotions and feelings around your work. What are they? Identify them. Do you find joy in your work? Do you honor God with your work? Or do you just go to work and do you follow a different script, the script that you've been given uh, in your mind in this culture about what work is supposed to be? Well, today we're going to unpack five points that Pastor Mark talked about. He didn't really get to flush them out and what that means for us. So that's what we're doing today. We call these episodes from the cutting room floor because these are the things, the good stuff that should have been in the sermon, that could be in the sermon, but there just wasn't enough time to unpack them. So you join us here and we reflect together on what is God saying about work and what are we going to do about it? Pastor Mark taught out of was Ecclesiastes 2, and he went from verses 18 to 23. So go ahead if you want and read those, and you'll get an idea of what Solomon was reflecting on. But it's basically this. He's reflecting on the fact that all of his life was poured out in labor, and that it would be left to someone else. That when he was gone, the fruits of all that labor would be left to someone else. He didn't know if he'd be wise. He didn't know if that person would be foolish. Uh, Sometimes the person would spend their whole lives toiling and then have what for it? Nothing. It's all vanity. Even at night, they don't know how to rest. Uh, 23 says this, even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Man, it's just this this despairing moment uh, in Ecclesiastes. The whole thing is despair, it feels like. But around work and around toil. And I know that I felt like this. And I know that there's people listening that feel like this. You don't love your job. <laughs> you don't love your career. You, you appreciate the provision. You pre- appreciate that you have a job but you don't find fulfillment or joy in it. And it feels like every day is just Groundhog's Day, right? It repeats, it's the same thing, and there's just no life or blessing or joy in it. Well, that's not God's plan for work, guys. And that's what we're gonna talk about. These five things uh, that Pastor Mark briefly mentioned, we're gonna unpack and reflect on our work and see how we can honor God in our work by realigning the way we see our careers, the way we see our toil, So real quick, the five things to remind you guys, because I'm sure you guys all have them already written down from Sunday, but here they are again. Create abundance, create order, bless others, receive provision, and honor God. We're going to take a moment and just think through each one and then reflect on our jobs, our roles, our careers in light of that. So we see from the beginning, from the creation account, We see that God's design in work, when he says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, right? He tells us that we have dominion over the garden and over the animals, and we are to produce fruit out of the earth, that we're to create abundance, that we partner with God in taking the world that's full of potential, right? It's full of potential good, and we are to cultivate 
We are to uh, bring the best out of the world. We're to make things more efficient. I mean, you think of things like gardening, uh, the guy who invented pruning of the vine, right, to make it more fruitful. Who would have thought cutting back the vine would actually make it bear more fruit? But someone learned to cultivate and create abundance in their role, in their work. And so this takes a couple things. In order to create abundance, we have to have the desire to create abundance. We have to also notice and reflect upon where we work and what we're doing and how we can create more output, maybe for less effort, but being more intentional to create an abundance. Uh, And so this is something that God wants for us is for us to create an abundance where we get it twisted in the prosperity gospel and other things is what we do with that abundance. Jesus doesn't want us to pursue an abundance in our work for ourselves, for us to store up for us to be happy for like, and when I say be happy, I'm saying it with quotes like, um, you know, I'm going to buy a new truck. That'll make me happy. I'm going to get a bigger house. That'll make me happy. We're going to get that pool this summer. That'll make me happy. Uh, if there's one thing we're learning in Ecclesiastes, it's that all that stuff does not make you happy. And so we create an abundance. That's the first thing. Uh, but why do we create abundance? It's for others. And we'll look at that. The next one is to create order. Um, we see in the Genesis account that God hovers over the darkness and the waters and he creates order out of chaos, right? He creates uh, order out of nothing. He, he gives things their boundaries. He gives things their place. And because of the order that he creates, life flourishes and life has purpose. And so this is what we're to do. We're to tend the garden in the Garden of Eden. We're to create um, order where there is brokenness, where sin has twisted the world, where it's been broken, where things are out of line, we're to fix. Uh, we're, to, we're to come in the love of Jesus and fix. We're to bring his kingdom and his kingdom structures. So that means we need to know who is God care for? What is God's um, agenda in work? What does he want us to be cultivating and working and fixing? And that's anything within culture where there is disorder. And so we order our lives and our work around his ways, right? We order our lives and our work around what he says. So you guys, this means spending time with Jesus and hearing who he is. This means spending time with the father and understanding his heart and then bringing that order into work. Let's say the world was going through a pandemic and there were a lot of sick people and I happen to be a nurse. Well, geez, there is a way that I really am going to lean into creating order in all the brokenness and all the sickness Uh, which wasn't God's original plan, I can bring uh, healing and health and bring medical wisdom to bear, which is causing people to feel better. It's helping their bodies to heal, right? And so I'm creating order in the chaos. So if we learn to create abundance and to create order, that's two ways our jobs will be in line with God's plan for work and two ways that also we can start looking at our work as opposed to another Tuesday where I have to go to work. It's another opportunity to create abundance and to create order in the chaos. When we start seeing our job through these things, guys, what it does is it brings life and purpose anew to what felt like toil and vain labor, right? It brings us uh, into a part of our lives where we are thinking of our work as joining Jesus and bringing his kingdom. That's exciting. uh, And that's something we get to be a part of and see. That brings us to the third point that Pastor Mark talked about, bless others. The third one we see is bless others. Throughout the Old Testament, we see these examples of how God tells when you harvest, not to harvest all the way to the edges, or when grain falls to the ground, to leave it for those who are gleaning, who are walking behind, who are hungry and looking for for grain and for food. They will come out and they will work what is left and they will produce enough grain for themselves to have flour and food. And so even farmers in their fields were blessing others through their labor by not taking everything, by ordering themselves in line with God's heart 
They were thinking, how can my, my efforts, how can my work, how can my labor not just create abundance and order for me and my family, but how can it bless others? How can it be a blessing to the community or those who don't have any? And that's what we're to think. When we're thinking about creating order, creating abundance in our job, but also how can our job be a blessing to others, whether the, the actual direct fruit of our job can be a blessing to others or the provision that we receive from our job can be a benefit to others. And so that's the fourth one, receive provision. We all like getting paid at the end of our work. We all like the provision that it provides, the, the health care, the vacation days, whatever it may be. And so we, we thank God and we receive the provision for our labors. We work for the provision because God promises that. This is a way that we can rightly think about work, create abundance, create order, bless others, receive provision. And the final one is honor God. I really like this one because in all those other things, you could create abundance, create order, you could bless others and you could receive provision, but you could do all of it with an attitude and with a mindset that is dishonoring to the name of Jesus. Because you could be grumpy, mean, you could manipulate, deceive, you could lie, you could cut your way to the front, you could climb the corporate ladder by stepping on the heads of others. There's so many ways that we can navigate the way we act and interact in relationships in the workplace that are not honoring to God. So we want to show what God is like. We want to show what God is like in our work, in our careers. It's good to bless others. It's good to create abundance. It's good to create order. And it's good to receive provision. And it's really good and not vanity when we do all those things according to the kingdom of Jesus. When we love others, when we serve God, when we bless others, when we're full of joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all of these things can inform who Jesus is. And people who work with us alongside us or just walk by our work will see who Jesus is through our labor, through our work. So I want to read for you guys to end Colossians 3.17 and let that be the meditation of our mind and our heart as we think through what is work and how can we make it so it's not just a vapor, so it's not something we toil and struggle with and can't stand, but we see the purpose and the significance and the design of why God created us for work and work for us. Colossians 3.17 says this, whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Can I pray for us? Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the work you have placed before us. Thank you for creating each one of these people listening for a specific role within your world to cultivate it, to bring blessing to others, to create abundance and order, uh, to honor you through the labor of our hands. Lord, would you give us that vision? Elevate our eyes to you, Jesus. May we sweep floors to the glory of God, or may we make lunch for our kids who are at home doing school for the glory of God. May we balance that spreadsheet, uh, creating order in the chaos of a financial system for your glory, Jesus. We love you so much. Please help us to see all areas of our lives as yours for your kingdom and joining you in the work of bringing heaven to earth. You are our king. We love you and we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.